welcome, 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 listeners. That is many, many welcomes. And this is episode number 124 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host. It is Mr. Budget Pedalchup. Hi, how are you going? You are also here with the man from man, Mr. Matt Coyne. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. You are, yeah. You are donning a very, uh, very attractive looking sock on your microphone this week. Um, <laughs> It's a tone sock. <laughs> yeah, tone sock. Yeah, uh, we we are the height of professionality um, on the Fretzel podcast. I mean, the absolutely the the pop shield. It's not really a pop shield. It's like a wind windshield thing on the end of mine. Is this? It's held on by a um, by a hair elastic because it's it's just so old. It's it's lost any <laughs> any springiness. Um, and you're using a sock, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, this microphone didn't come with one, and I haven't bought one. And I used to have a pop shield, but it disappeared. And yeah, pop, and it is gone. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, back in the back in the uh, the infancy of the Fret Talk podcast, I used to have a a, a wrapped a wrapped around tight on my uh, on my microphone, which was equal parts hilarious and. Uh, probably not very sanitary. So. Yeah. So you had that, and I had a Bluetooth headset going into an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> how times have changed, and yeah, the quality of the the audio and the podcast is it's absolutely superb these days. I I, I really love it. I uh, I especially appreciate your microphone, Matt, because it makes you sound. Quite like a, a football commentator. It's got that kind of like uh, nasal honk to it in the in the mid range, and because you've got the uh, the the sock over the top, the pop shield is is really quite plosive, and it just sounds like football commentary. It's great. All right, hello. Yeah, sorry, that's me, mum in the background. <laughs> hello, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing headphones she definitely can't hear that no alright well at least I was polite um, <laughs> let's do a podcast anyway it's probably probably worth not pontificating um, Matt how are you what have you been up to yeah I'm not too bad um, had a bit of a, a quiet week um, I I have a, a, a new pedal that you don't know about because I never bothered mentioning it at any point <laughs> you sneaky boy so you remember I put a mini board together and I was like, right, this is any, everything I need to gig with with one of my bands. Yes, I do remember that. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have an octava on it. And <laughs> I, 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 need that, I need that for that band. And there wasn't enough room for the nether octava from uh, yeah, um, TC. TC. And also, whilst it's great for adding thickness with fuzz if you want to do it on the lower strings, the tracking, once you get above about... The twelfth fret on the G string is not fantastic, so okay. I didn't particularly want to use that. Um, so I scoured the internet, and after selling the Wilkinson P90s from my vintage Les Paul and the gold P90s out of my vintage SG, I had forty pounds and. 26 pence sat in paypal 
which, as we all know, money <laughs> in PayPal money. is free money. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so um, I went on to Reverb and I managed to find uh, Moor Pure Octava. Oh, nice. Less than, less than that. And they've got so, that's got so many different options because it goes up to and down to. Yeah. So you can have just one octave of up one or up two or down one or down two or any combination of the two, no, two is, of is, two of them. Is the pure octave uh, pure octave of the the brown one, the one that's based on the boss? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had one of those at one point, and yes, the the options are excellent. Yeah, really good, and I, you can put it into boss OC two mode, which is what I've done because that's the one on my main board, uh, which is one down and two down. And okay, yeah, cool. it tracks perfectly, and yeah, it, it does exactly what I need it to do, which is basically just thicken up a sound that I'm then going to drive that kind of sounds a little bit synthy. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there was um, there were two, weren't there? There were two octaves. There was the, the pure octave and the, the tender octave. Yeah. Uh, and because and the, 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 the tender was... Based was on the, the pog. The, yeah. And because that one was apparently so good, I've not I've not managed to try it. But because that one was like so so authentic, so authentic that they had to um, um, they had to revise that one. Um, the the pure octave got overlooked a bit, and some people took it as an opportunity to shit on the pure octave, and I didn't think that was very fair at all because I. Um, I think it, I, I've done this on my Instagram channel where I tried to break it. So I tried to make it glitch out by playing ridiculous sweep arpeggios. And it it carried on like an absolute champion. Yeah. That's my experience with it. Like I say, I plugged it in. I put it on that mini board. Um, so I had to rearrange a couple of bits. But yeah, I've got it on the mini board and it sounds great. It tracks exactly as I want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I probably, um, and this is going to be risky, but I'll probably gig that board this weekend. Nice. That's a, that's a, that really shows the, the trust you have in that gear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there, there's there's some cheap stuff on that board, but there's also like the the Tate FX Anteras as well, and yeah, uh, so it's like it's got a wide range. There was a a post on Facebook on the Guitar Nerds group or whatever it's called these days where somebody was like do you have lots of cheap pedals or lots of boutique pedals and do you have many or few yes (laughs) and i was like yes yes i do (laughs) yeah it's exactly that isn't it um and how are you getting on with the uh the anteras because it's kind of honeymoon period over now isn't it yeah i still love it it's it's absolutely fantastic um on that particular board it's i've i've found the setting i want for my like light drive yeah. and it is like I've set it up like that but I could quite he- easily if I wanted to drop it off that board put it onto the other board and make it a totally different style of drive pedal it's just that versatile it's it's a fantastic pedal yeah it, it really is a, a chameleon of the the drive world isn't it so uh, it, it can absolutely. do it can do it anything pretty much um and yeah, yeah I'll, I'll absolutely rant and rave about it because it's 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 fucking brill the, the clean blend yeah. it's just the, the clean blend just yeah it works yeah the yeah. clean blend and the usable gain sweep and usable tone sweep just make it a, a usable pedal like why don't pedal companies think of this like what's the point in that like the 
the third at the start and the third at the end of a boss pedal tone sweep. There's no oh. point in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we shall be talking about that a little bit later on. <laughs> because, yes, it is exactly that, isn't it? It's like woolly nonsense. And then, and then like, usable but a bit dark. Kind of nice. Oh, my God, why, why, is, why is that hurting? Why, why is it so brittle? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's literally that. And that, that is the boss tone stack, that is. But people, again, they rave about the like, boss tone stacks, and I can't understand why. Yeah, I've, I've never been at, like... I, I'm not somebody that hates on boss, but I don't think <laughs> I'd ever put a boss pedal on, a boss drive pedal on my board, just because... There are so many better options out there, yeah. And every boss pedal I've ever, boss drive pedal I've ever had doesn't stack well with other drive pedals. Um, I mean, the, there are a few. The the SD one does. Um, yeah. the Blues driver's known for its stacking as well. Um, but I, I completely understand what you're saying in the fact that there are there are always better options, aren't there, than than, than the boss. Yeah, and they, they're usually a similar price bracket or slightly cheaper. Like, yeah. It's very yeah, much like, that, is it? For, for a long time, my rhythm sound was a soul food, and that's yeah. considerably cheaper than most Boss drive pedals, and yeah. in my opinion, better than most Boss drive pedals as well. Um, I know that's going to annoy a lot of the internet, but... Yeah, and I think... Oh, like... Pay like tip your hat to the the heritage of Boss and and agree. I think we all agree that actually that they are they they've earned their place in the market. There are loads of pedals that take their initial designs and run with that. And without those guys, the pedal market definitely wouldn't be the way it is at the moment. But those pedals are pedals that were designed in the seventies and and eighties. And they just don't stand up to modern uh, modern standards. Uh, like they're they they're a little bit noisy. Like the that's the problem I had with the the blues driver is that the 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 gain sweep was just a bit noisy towards the end. And you're like, actually, there's not that much gain going on. It shouldn't really be making this noise. The tone stacks are are usable, but only within a a narrow spectrum with if you take the entire pot into consideration and there were just there were companies like we say like tate fx who were just doing doing better with it like they've refined it and i would take an antares all day every day over over a boss alternative yeah yeah i can't argue with that at all uh so have you been up to any more this week actually matt uh no like i've picked the guitar up a couple of times to play the guitar at home yeah. but nothing nothing exciting other than like plugging in guitars and making lots of noise i mean that, that's that's what we're here for isn't it i mean it was uh, a real a real nice shock actually that you were that you mentioned you were playing with an octave pedal because just before this podcast i had a little bit of time, i got it up here like 20 minutes before um, before the podcast, I was really tempted to record a, a no talk all tone, um, but I thought that might be pushing it a little bit. But I plugged in <laughs> uh, the the Joyo uh, 
what what is it? The is it, let's have a look. No, that's the Uzi. I've got the the uh, ten, five, six. So the sixteen, the XVI, the Joyo R series Park Tiver. I was playing with that, and it's got. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks back. But it, just as a as a recap, it's got a dry, um, dry control. It's got sub and upper, uh, which do exactly what you, you'd imagine. And then it's got your yeah. mod, which adds wobbliness to your uh, wobbliness. Wobbliness is that the the, the official yeah. wording of it? I think yeah, I think they have that in the um, the user manual. <laughs> Some of the user manuals for the uh, the R series stuff are fantastic. Um, like the, there's um, there's one that um, leans towards a certain uh, a certain pedal company, and it 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 skirts so close to mentioning the pedal company's name without actually mentioning it. Uh, I'm not going to mention which <laughs> one because I'm going to make you you the listener go and search for it because it's worth it when you find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was I was playing this uh, this octave octave pedal before we before we came on and i was i was a little bit late to the call because it was that that much fun um so yeah that's a, that's pretty much pretty much it so you, with the upper and the the sub if you blend them in to a a, a subtle enough degree you can almost get kind of organy sounds uh which is uh-huh. kind of cool uh it doesn't track polyphonically hugely fantastically but if you're only doing small chord clusters it's good enough for jazz so uh, I, I thought that was really really fun um, but I have done some some actual stuff this week rather than just pissing about on an octave pedal because uh, I, I don't need that for a, for a band I was just doing it for shits and or giggles uh, so yeah. uh, as, as I mentioned No Talk All Toad last week's one which won't be last week's one by the time this podcast comes out. Um, so, the, the the one last week to us right now in this this temporal yeah. moment uh, was the Boss OS2, and it happens to be your old Boss OS2, doesn't it, Matt? Yes, and it's it's a Boss OS2 that I came into not because I wanted to buy a Boss OS2, but because one of my good friends who had a dabble in playing the guitar but decided not like not to keep going at it when do you want these pedals they're worth roughly this you can have them for half that they're just in the way so i took a boss ds2 oh sorry os2 is it is it os2 yeah 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 and i can't even remember what it was called but it was a pedal that has the tube that comes out and goes in your mouth and I can't uh, remember what brand it was. Weren't a Dano, now, was it? The Dano Talkback? N- not to my knowledge. It was one of the other... In fact, it might have been... Yeah, it was a Dan Electro pe- pedal shape. It was like that line yeah. at the top and then like the... Yeah, like the old Dan Electro pedal. So it might well have been that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there. Um, but yeah, it, trash. Absolute trash it was. <laughs> Absolute trash. Fuck me. <laughs> Like it was, it was awful. Like the, there's reviews online, like also criticizing it. But yeah. I managed to sell it on the internet for more than I bought it for. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that's a bonus, isn't it? So you canny complain. I 
Yeah, I, I mean, a, a talk box is one of the one of the few effects that I've not had the opportunity to uh, to try. But they're they're, I, su- they're supposed to be pretty bad for your teeth, and they're, they're very bad for your teeth. So basically, what they do that tube just feeds. So there's a little speaker inside the pedal. Yeah, it's like a micro amp, feeds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, and you've got a, so you have the microphone to the outside of the tube, and the inside of the tube has a speaker in it going as loud as physically possible to get the sound up this tube and into your mouth. <laughs> and of course, lots of like noise going into your mouth is going to rattle around any fillings and just, yeah, then they're, it, it's an odd sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the, the nicest way to put it. I, I'd imagine it'd be quite similar to um, like biting down as hard as you can onto an electric toothbrush that's on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, don't, I, don't, I don't recommend. No, I don't recommend either, to be honest. Uh, either the, the talk box or the, the electric toothbrush. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, my, my teeth aren't strong enough to, to cope with that anymore. Like, if, if I were in my 20s, uh, I, I would potentially give it, a, give it a go, but now I'm a man in my 30s with janky ass teeth and fillings it's not worth it man it's not worth it yeah no nope. uh so uh, yeah the, the the boss os2 has has happened this week and out of all of the no talk all tone uh series it was the first one where i, I was playing it and was just like this pedal doesn't sound good this is not inspiring me whatsoever uh, the the playing actually doesn't doesn't reflect that. I listened back to it. And it sounds it sounds like I was much more inspired than I actually was in the moment. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a, a really odd sensation that's happened as well. So when you upload a video onto YouTube, you kind of you you roll the dice a little bit, and whether it sounds good or not really depends on what. Uh, YouTube's compression algorithm is doing that day and a lot of the time your fantastic tone falls a little bit flat and doesn't sound quite as good as it did uh, and that's just that's just down to YouTube compression and everyone everyone experiences it and you're just like oh well you, you kind of get over it it's it's a, a wonderful facsimile of what the what the the sound should be and you can kind of you, you kind of compensate for that when you listen to it anyway. With the OS2, it did the complete opposite. So it turned what I thought was a, a not so great, like kind of a bit spiky sounding uh, drive. And it, it smoothened it out a bit. And it started to sound really good. I was listening back and thinking, shit, man, this is, this is much better than I thought. Uh, but no. So what you're saying is buy a compressor if you're going to buy one of these pedals. Well, it's specifically a YouTube compressor. I don't know if it exists yet, but hopefully someone someone out there who's got more more brains than I have and more more uh, electronic savviness will hone in that YouTube compression uh, and <laughs> and put it in pedal format, just so that you can get the OS two to sound a little bit nicer. <laughs> I mean, do we? Do you really want to go into that much effort to make the OS two sound nicer? Just want to get rid of the OS two. <laughs> yeah, there's probably probably a safer bet. 
Um, or mod the OS 2. Yeah, possibly. I, I haven't opened it up, so I don't know if it is moddable. Um, but it is, because you asked me to open it up before I sent it to you. Oh, of course I did, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to look into this and see, see because the internet's going to be full of people who have done this. Um, and I, I believe it is, it is just a straight-up copy of the two circuits, the, the SD1 and the, the DS1. Straight up. So if I can get some, uh, like a, a schematic for for the DS one and get some some mods on that, potentially make it into a usable pedal, and then get another <laughs> no talk alternative here. Woo! Yeah, there we go. That's me. PC modded. That's it. Mileage. That is. <laughs> I'm down for that. Because I'm I'm looking at my pedals now and thinking, I uh, I think I've I think I've uh, recorded um, demos for most of these. So it's starting to worry a little bit now. Uh, well, hey ho, I'm sure you'll manage something. I'll just do them in pairs next time. Do like tube screamer running into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. be quite good actually. I don't know. I might I might throw that up to my my view viewers. Um, what else have I done this week? Oh, that's it. You you've uh, you've seen part of what I've done this week, which is I was pissing about with uh, with uh, photo editing software, weren't I? <laughs> yes. Um, so, Fret Talk podcast has been going for quite a while now. I can't can't remember exactly how how long, but it's been like over two years, and we've been running with the same artwork for for quite a while. I thought I'll do a little bit of a spruce up. And see if I can get a get a new logo idea sorted. So we've been batting batting back and forth the ideas of uh of a potential new uh <laughs> new podcast uh logo and so, some of the um of of the entries for this this logo have looked a little bit communisty. <laughs> uh, yeah, like and when you say a little bit communisty, I mean a lot communist. Like you might as well have done them in red and yellow and had a hammer and sickle behind our heads. I mean that is that's a possibility. I'm pretty sure I can make that happen. <laughs> so, but yeah, I- potentially you might be seeing a, <laughs> the new fret talk communist logo. We we got a request this week, didn't we? We got a request from because uh, I posted in the in the uh, fret talk podcast group about. Uh, stuff people want us to talk about because surprise surprise this week is a slow news week um well i say that i say it's a slow news week there's actually been a release today um but we'll talk about that a little bit later on potentially not at all depending on how long it takes us to waffle because uh, that's how we roll um but we got a got a request uh in in that um in that post saying uh, do some some pedal weed mind's eye, uh, and ask and ye shall receive. So, <laughs> yeah. well, let me put me put me phone in my pocket so that I can't do any googling, and I'll keep my hands away from the keyboard. <laughs> That's it. So this this is uh, a return of the the much loved, possibly detested, um, pedal weed mind's eye uh, segment. This is, uh, and we are thinking of you, Ayrton, um, during this time. So, are you ready, Matt? I am ready. So, 
first first one plum cush blood oath afghanimal <laughs> what was the last one afghanimal or afghanimal so afghan an animal animal combined into one word i oh, know it is fantastic okay um plum cush blood oath afghanimal I'm gonna say blood oath is the pedal. Okay. Plum cush is the weed. Okay. And Afghanimal is your mind's eye. I would love to say you are right because I would love to have come up with Afghanimal because it is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, but no, Afghanimal is the weed. Oh, uh, the the blood oath you did get correct is the pedal, uh, which is uh. A low gain overdrive, and Plumkush is there as a red herring because it sounds like weed. <laughs> yeah, it very much did. <laughs> um, but it sounded too much like weed that it wasn't actually weed. So <laughs> that's like you're in my head. One out, damn it. yeah, one out of one out of three. So not not a bad start. Not a bad start. All right, let's go for it. Tenth planet, locust. Whirly Durly. So, 10th planet, Locust, on, Whirly Durly. On the basis of the last one, yes. Whirly Durly is not the weed because it sounds too much like weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've got 10th planet and we've got, what was the middle one, sorry? Uh, locust. I think there's a pedal called Locust, so I'm going to go Locust is the pedal. Tenth planet is the weed. You are three for three on that one, Matt. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, Whirly Durly is actually a reference to uh, to Rick and Morty. It's right. Okay, (laughs) it's like a ride in a uh, a theme park in the future or in space. One of the two. I don't know. I don't know if if Rick and Morty is supposed to be set in the future or in space or both. Uh, it was funny. Or neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Locust is a pedal and is a distortion. Who would have thought it? Uh, right, so third, third one now. Right, so we've got Tsukuyomi. Bless me. Tsukuyomi. Applejack, green tracksuit. Tsukuyomi, Applejack, green tracksuit. Green tracksuit is the pedal. Okay. And Tsukuyomi is the weed. And Applejack is one of the My Little Ponies. (laughs) Is it? Yes. (laughs) You've uh, (laughs) potentially revealed something more about your personality here, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> so that is non for non on that one. Oh, so Tsukonomi is the pedal, which is a boost. Right. Uh, Applejack is the weed. Green tracksuit is my mind's eye. On the telly while I was writing this, there was a man wearing a green tracksuit. So that's where that came Excellent. from. So, Excellent. Say what you see. The old uh, catchphrase <laughs> from catchphrase. Uh, right. Last one. I think this is this is for the championship. This is 
love three four five serpents like serpents but without the t t it's serpents yeah. uh, and purple punch so love three four five serpents purple punch Which serpents is the weed okay was the last one purple bush purple punch punch yeah I will go for Purple Punch being the pedal and the Love 345 is the the nothing, the, the mind's eye. Love 345 as the nothing is correct, is mind's eye. Serpens is not the weed, it is the, the drive. Pedal. That's it, it's a distortion pedal and the Purple Punch is, is the weed. Uh, so yeah. you didn't do too badly. I, I reckon you're probably about 50% there. Yeah. Uh, the the love three four five. I think you were trying to like because isn't there a pedal called like the three eight five overdrive or something like that? And a love pedal, and it just kind of it sounded like it was trying to be a pedal too much. Yes, yeah, this is only too like it was trying too hard. No, uh, there was a a mug on the table while I was writing this that had love on it. Um, so I just added some random numbers to it. Um, but yeah. I'll uh, I'll try harder next time. Well done, Matthew. You uh you did well. Um, I, I, along the so along the same line as like rehashing old shit, uh, I thought I would take it as an, an as an initiative to uh, bring back a use views. Okay, and this is this is new to you. This is I haven't told you beforehand. So this is coming Correct. to you fresh. So this yeah. this use views. The Fender Ultra series is the future of guitar. You want to fight for or against this statement, Matthew? I think this time, because I always choose, I'm going to let you choose whether you want to fight for or against the Fender Ultra no. series. Uh, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for it. I reckon. Um, Excellent. <laughs> yeah, um, I could easily fight against it, but uh, I reckon for okay. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my opening gambit. Um, so locking tuners, fucking delicious. Like, why would you ever not have locking tuners? That is the future. Hands down. Roasted maple, more stable than regular maple. Also sounds delicious. Uh, so I mean that is another bonus. Stainless steel frets, frets that ain't gonna be wearing. You can have those frets. In 50 years' time, you won't have to worry about refretting your guitar and it losing its its value because it's it's no longer got its original parts. Um, stainless steel frets will outlast us all. Stainless steel frets and cockroaches are the only thing that will survive a, uh, a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> uh, so, and and you're potentially getting an even roasted uh, maple neck then as well. So, uh, in the in the <laughs> The uh, the case of a nuclear holocaust, stainless steel frets and a beautifully roasted maple neck. Um, what else do they have? Um, contoured, uh, look even more sculpted and contoured. Eel, but also body cuts for a man of my age and increasing body mass. That is, is excellence. Um, 
What else do they have? Noiseless pickups. Uh, who needs to make noise? <laughs> Imagine they're broken <laughs> if they're truly noiseless. Um, but no, single coils are amazing. But the thing that that does absolutely piss you off if you're trying to record with single coils is that you have to face. Uh, I think I, th- I think it's only like facing Mecca, uh, the, where they don't buzz. Yeah, totally. Uh, That's it. <laughs> otherwise, you 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 get a, a bit of hum, uh, which is an absolute pain in the arse. I- I think you'll find actually you have to face due east so that you're exactly 90 degrees from north, which is obviously magnets, and that's what's affecting the sound. So you have to face parallel, due, due west or due east, you're parallel with the magnetic field and you don't get the hum. That's what it is. Uh, it's, yeah, and, and Fender have, have worked in some kind of gyroscopic system where they make your pickups instantly face that. It's not that it's not this stacked single core stuff. They've actually just made them... <laughs> instantly face the, the 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 parallel to the poles uh so yeah. that was that was a really clever design from them um <laughs> this this year's views is ridiculous uh i absolutely love it um a treble bleed system as well I, i'm not entirely sure if that is an actual thing and if the ultras have it but i'm gonna go with the fact that they do and yeah treble bleeds are really really useful um pickups like when you when you dial the volume back and they don't have treble bleeds that is really fucking annoying um what else do the ultras have cobra blue cobra blue you can get that as squire from 20 years ago <laughs> cobra blue yeah <laughs> rehashing the old squire classics uh, okay go on so you so you so you've got like your your lists of all all of the new features of the of the um the Fender Ultra series. So, if we start if I, if I just start by talking to you about tonal nirvana. And when you think of tonal nirvana, you think of people like Hendrix or Clapton or you think of Jeff Beck or you think of just awesome recorded tone. And these are all on vintage instruments that don't have any of the features that you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, but you look at what Clapton's using these days, and although I, he's he's not necessarily using the ultras, I, I don't think of his tone right now. I think of his recorded tone from the sixties and seventies. <laughs> yeah, which which weren't even Fenders; they were Gibsons. <laughs> For the most part, there was a couple of fenders. Was as he sort of got into seven, the seventies. Yeah, he went kind yeah. of down the fender route. Never could yeah, dominoes. Like, yeah, yeah so was... right tone wise, you don't need any of this treble bleed nonsense because what you do is you whack the pickups on full output so that you can actually hear the damn things, and then you shove them in the front end of a Marshall that's on twenty five, and that's that's where your tone come from. You don't need to roll the bloody tone off or roll the bloody fucking. The, the volume down any you don't touch any of that nonsense that's that's useless stuff for, for amateurs yeah. <laughs> get rid of them just just wire the bridge pick up to the output jack and be done with it but um so you've got that contoured heel who plays past the 18th fret anyway what is this like are, are you a, a shreddy metal wanker or are you a jazz fusion player? No, we're a normal human being. We don't need this stupid heel access because we use the normal frets, which is about to 18. I'll allow you to go maybe to 19 if you really need to. 
the rest of the threats don't even need to exist. <laughs> so you don't need that stupid heel cut. The neck profile is not a huge baseball bat. So useless. Throw it in the bin. Might, it might as well be an Ibanez wizard. Get rid of it and give me a baseball bat cut in half. It's yeah, it's a, it's modern day, and uh, <laughs> I think we we can all appreciate that vintage D is is, is better. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any modern D. And then you talk about locking tuners, but the vintage post tuners with the like where you push it, push the string down the middle and then round, and they've got like the slot in them are as locking as a locking tuner without being locking oh they can absolutely get to fuck they can get right to fuck without even passing go they they uh no you see like i used to be of that mindset i used to absolutely vehemently hate them but once you know how to put strings in them properly they are more stable than your standard ones that aren't locking and they're as stable as locking but why would you why would you bother with those fiddly ass vintage tuners when you could go for locking that you don't have to wind you just put the string in lock it and then tune up no winds necessary but then what if you want to drop tune you can you drop can't. tune you can yeah you can but not not very far. if you want to go in from standard tuning to drop a and play some slipknot you can't because you've put the string in and you've tuned and you've only got like maybe two tones worth of drop left because your string is stretched and so you can't get down to that drop A sound. Um, I, I would I would argue the fact that if you're trying to go from E standard to drop A, you are a heathen and you don't deserve a guitar. Um, <laughs> because even if even if your guitar will get down there, the, the lack of tension on your strings and just the horrible flop city that you will you will be adorned with is just yeah nope yeah i mean that that's not wasn't really an argument of mine but i, I just yeah it, no. I, you don't need locking tuners is the thing like i own one guitar with locking tuners on it and i don't find it any less annoying when i have to restring that guitar than any other guitar i just hate restringing guitars it doesn't make it easier or harder it's just it's it's just a thing that you have to do that's frustrating and annoying and I wish string manufacturers would just come up with a perma string that you put on and it lasts forever. That's what we need. Forget these old, stop investing in like new guitars and stuff and get me an, an a, a, like everlasting infin, infinity string, infinity string. That's what you want to call it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that you've, you've morphed this question from going, going from the, uh, our, our Fender Ultras, the future to, why are we not inventing the infinity string? <laughs> and I think, I think for that reason that you you absolutely hands down win this use views because oh dear, I ain't yeah, blamed I by your rules. <laughs> Take that rules. Yeah, yeah. No, hands down. I I will. I'll concede to that because the sheer gall of it all, the fact that <laughs> I don't want your question. <laughs> your, sta- yeah. your, your statement is not the, the thing that we should be tackling right now <laughs> and uh, there you go Elixir or Rotor Sands or Ernie Ball if you are listening 
just just get on that that perma string uh, idea. And of course, when when you do come up with that, please credit Matt with the uh, with the idea because he's a uh, he's kindly kindly given you the future of guitar strings. So <laughs> uh, I would pay eighty quid a set for perma strings because yeah. you'd never have to change the strings on that guitar unless you wanted to drastically change the tuning. Yeah, and that that would be that would be fantastic. It would be. That paired with the stainless steel frets that that never wear, you'd you'd be sorted. <laughs> um, You've got the permanent guitar then. You have, yeah, yeah you're all sorted. Um, we we're kind of like forty three ish minutes, so we're probably at about forty minutes. If if I take out the the preamble that we did at the start, um, we're gonna we're gonna tackle a question from Joe as well. This is literally like Joe's own personal cast today. This is. That's uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Halliday from uh, Hello Zayler FX. Not everything, Joseph, who is clearly going to win this week. Uh, <laughs> but hey ho. So uh, his question, and I think this was spurred on by the fact that he has purchased a vintage guitar very recently, um, is new versus vintage guitars. What's our preference uh, and why? I've I've added that last little little bit, Matt. Do you have experience with vintage guitars? I have played some very nice vintage guitars. Over here on the Isle of Man, there are quite a few, let's say, well-off people who have quite nice instruments, obviously, because you'll all know us being a tax haven. We're not a tax haven. Our tax laws are stricter than yours, so get back in your box. But <laughs> that, that, that aside, for all of you people, we, we have a low rate of tax, and that entices some well-off people to live here. And yeah. playing guitar, you get to know all the musicians, and then you end up going around the house to jam or whatever. Um, and I've had the luck to play some 50s and 60s instruments. Yeah. For the most part, they are absolute dogs. Usually there's, like, I think I've (laughs) played one Fender and one Gibson that felt like nice instruments. The rest of them, either they haven't been looked after or the quality control in the 60s and the 70s and the 50s wasn't the same as quality control now and they just use whatever they could find and it doesn't always make for the nicest, most comfortable instrument. I've played a Les Paul that probably weighed... Best part of thirteen pounds. Just absolutely ridiculous. Like it was nice to play for the three minutes, but if I'd have tried to play that on stage, yeah. I would have been one armed by the end of the gig. <laughs> like strapping a toddler to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So, like, in terms of like sound, I think again, there's there's massive variations in pickups from the same factory in the same day because they didn't have modern ways of counting wines and stuff and using exactly the (laughs) same gauge like wire in their pickups and stuff so again the sounds that you get like there are some absolutely fantastic recorded tones from the the 60s and the 70s and the 50s there were also some fucking terrible tones from that time and it i I think it's all about I think it's all about finding those diamonds in the rough. I think if you find yeah. a really nice vintage guitar, 
then you're going to have a really nice vintage guitar. And they do exist. I'll happily admit that. Yeah. But I would always probably go down the route of a modern guitar because yeah. you've got a far better hit rate, I would say, yeah. finding a, a nice modern guitar. That being said, it's always nice to brag that you've got a really old guitar <laughs> if you ever manage to get one. Yeah. Yeah, for 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 bragging rights alone, have like having at least a vintage instrument in your collection is is worth a worth a shout. Um I think I fall very much on the side that you are as well in the fact that back then, like electric guitar manufacture was in its infancy and actually they would do whatever it took to get the guitars out so it would be a case of oh we haven't got that specific wire for the pickups this week we'll use the next best thing and then it would <laughs> yeah uh so yeah the consistency weren't there or like oh the uh this this certain certain wood isn't isn't the same as it was last week Oh well, um, yeah. So y- y- the, the, there's an absolute wild variation in in between them. Um, but on the flip side of that coin, uh, if you look at like the guitars that are being produced these days, if if you put the the ultra series aside, um. <laughs> They're all harking back to those original designs, aren't they? The, I mean, there's there's so many that that point back towards those diamonds that were in the rough and those those pinnacle recorded yeah. tones. Um, and like, if I was to think about the best guitar I've ever played, it was a modern guitar, but it was a modern guitar that was supposed to identically replicate a 59 Les Paul so it's custom shot sorry no collector's choice number five which is Donna yeah. um, which is a after a 1959 Les Paul and um, that uh, our friend Steve has that's yeah. in my opinion the best guitar I've ever played um, and it's 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 modelled on a fifty nine Les Paul. It's supposed to have exactly the same dimensions all over the body. They're supposed to be within a five percent tolerance in weight. The pickups are supposed to be within a three percent tolerance of exactly the same output. Of, of, of like they are designed to be exactly that guitar. Yeah. And I've never played that guitar, so I can't say whether the the collector's choice is better or the or, or the original thing is better. But what I can say is. If you went and bought one of those collectors' choice, yes, there's very slightly subtle differences between um, the 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 twenty or fifty or however however many of them are made, but they were made to spec and they all pretty much play in the exact same. Yeah, yeah, and they are they're pointing back to back to that um, original vintage guitar, which yeah suggests that there's there's some stock in the fact that vintage guitars hold a uh, 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 worth that value and if you look at like if you were looking for um a set of replacement pickups for for a guitar and you wanted to go down that PAF route something that sounds authentically PAF 
there was a, an article uh, that um, the, that very same Steve shared the other day of like the eight greatest PAF like replica uh, replica tines. And in in that there were, there were like sets that were like eight hundred quid's worth of guitar pickup. And you just yep. like <laughs> if people can can warrant charging this for a for a, a pickup that replicates that vintage PAF sound, then the 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 original vintage guitars had to be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's the thing at the end of the day, like like I was saying when I was talking about the ultras, when you think of your favourite recorded sound, wasn't from this year, was it? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> okay. Like Joe, Joe himself always goes on about Kossoff at the BBC. That's that's definitely a, a vintage tone, isn't it? Yeah, he, he weren't on the BBC last week, was he? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, Koss. Koss had tone. But there there were so many of them back in the day. And I think I think we can we can largely agree that we are we are within the camp of old guitars sound good. Uh, yeah, and I think like if we manipulate the question ever so slightly and make it like Strandberg and modern style guitars or vintage copies or copies of vintage like Guitars like uh, like a Strat or a Tele or a Les Paul, yeah. I think both of us would choose the 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 classic replicas every time. Yeah, hands there. I mean, if if you look around, I know you can't because we're on a video call. But you look around my room. There's a Strat shaped Variax there. There's a Strat shaped Squire there. There's a uh, my number one Tele there, and they are all they're all pointing back to these designs that were made in the fifties, aren't they? So. Yeah, that is what I mean. I don't own a single what I would call modern style guitar. I know you've got a couple of uh, Ibanezes, haven't you? Which are like their (laughs) eighties, so they're they're still not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Modern by the fact that they're like thirty years old, (laughs) like thirty-five, mate. Probably longer than that. Probably like nearer (laughs) forty. Oh, steady on, (laughs) (laughs) cheeky git. I reckon that's a good place to to hit up some news because I'm looking at we're about 50 minutes in right now. So um, I mentioned the fact that there was there was some breaking news this week, didn't I? Uh, breaking in the fact that it is uh, like 20 past 10 on a on a, on a Monday, so it's Monday the 25th, um, and at seven o'clock today, so. Mere, merely like what three hours four hours before um the um that that pedal show guys uh along with thorpe effects um released a new pedal essentially um and by the time this podcast comes out um the the that pedal show um limited edition versions will probably have sold out because they will probably have sold out by the time we've actually finished recording. Um, <laughs> uh, but so Thorpe has released a new pedal and in keeping with the last release, which was the Deep Organ, yeah. uh, which was uh, Chorus Vibrato, he's, he's continuing on with the modulation theme and this is called... 
Wait for it, Matt. <laughs> this one's called the Camo Flange. <laughs> Camo Flange. I mean, Flange is always going to get a laugh. <laughs> flange is always going to get but, a laugh. But th- this is Invisible Flange. Indeed, yeah, it's <laughs> a secret hidden flange. Oh dear! Can we say secret hidden flange on the internet? I, I imagine we probably we probably should watch when we say it, but we are referring <laughs> to a pedal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if you were if you squint your ears, it almost sounds like camel flange, um, <laughs> which I dare say is, I dare say is worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on because I was going to make a joke that I definitely can't make. Is it is it the one? Because I, I know a, a joke that involves camel flange. Um, no, it was it was about the secret flange, and I was going to make a joke about the royal family, and I decided not to. <laughs> ah, yes, it's probably best not to do that. Um, I mean, they they yeah, we w- we won't talk about secret flange in the royal family. Indeed, we shan't. Uh, you can you can speculate. You can. You can formulate those those jokes yourself. Uh, just just know that they were thought of, but not said. And that's the yep. important thing. That's the legally important thing. They were not said. Yep. Didn't say a damn thing. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so the the camouflage is the new Thorpe uh, new Thorpe FX flanger uh, made in conjunction with Dan Coggins of Love Pedal. Um, I believe it's Love Pedal. Um. Love tone, love pedal, tone pedal, love tone pedal. Um, one of those. Don't don't look at me. I don't know who's behind any, but like I know Stuart Tate's behind Tate FX. Yeah, that's an easy one. Thorpe is behind <laughs> Thorpe FX. <laughs> yeah, they're they're easy to remember because the the name is literally the pedal company. Yeah, and then Joe is kind of because I've had so many dealings with Joe. I know he's behind Hello Sailor. Yeah, I'm kind of lost from there. I, I assume a guy called Alexander is behind Xander FX. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, Alex uh, Alex Miller, um, who's a bit of a ledge. Um, so Dan Coggins of that pedal company, love love pedal, love love tone pedal tone. Um, he uh, was developing a, a flange back in the day, which never got released. So this is the. <laughs> The, uh, the flange. Was this whilst he was still in the womb, he was developing a flange. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Sorry. Uh, and um, Adrian uh, wanted to to make uh, a flange that was that was um, electric mysterious inspired, but then continued and, and took it even further. Uh, so. This uh, this one has got the the controls that you'd expect. So right depth, it's got a manual as well, which you you find on on certain ones, which I believe mixes in. Um, because the, the way um, this is really fucking paraphrasing it, and this is this is stretching my brain to even think about this. But the difference between flange and chorus is that manual control where you loop uh the you loop the affected signal back into the circuit um 
which is the bit that then allows you to make the sound. Um, so he's got that. Um, I've probably really butchered the explanation of that. And I think, I think uh, CS Guitars has got a look at actual explanation on how this works. Um, so if you want to know like the actual science behind it, don't don't take what I've said for gospel. Do some do some actual research, and I think uh, CS Guitars has got an actual log like proper uh, proper video on this. So so check that out. Uh, so manual, it's got harmonics as well, um, and one of those controls um, adjusts the clock frequency, um, which. Yes, I imagine. Imagine there's like a, a giant Rolex in within the pedal, um, which which is uh, assuming what that means. It has nothing to do with the Bucket Brigade uh, clock uh, within that. Almost certain. Um, it's got a treble control as well. So um, with a lot of um, with a lot of modulation, it will give you. Dark. Yeah, it will give you. It will give you a certain spectrum which it which it affects and and like you say it can uh sometimes be quite dark um some are quite nice like that the uh the ce2 is a bit like that um and joyo do uh the analog chorus which is, is is like that and how that differs from like the uh the chorus ensemble they're they're a bit brighter and a bit too bright so it kind of thins everything out. Um, whereas this has got, it's got a treble control. So you can kind of dial that into to how you want it. Also has got a blend control as well. Um, in the, in the video that was um, released kind of in concurrence with this, this release with that pedal show. Um, Dan, Dan, not Coggins, Dan Steinhardt. Is it from that pedal show? Um, he mentions how, um, one of the the idiosyncrasies of the the electric mistress is that it is very very much a sound. It's very uh, unabashed in your face. It imprints itself on your tone when you hit that pedal. There is no no subtlety to it. It is it is there. Uh, and what you're saying, how the the blend control on the uh, on the Thorpey um, camouflage. Um, does is it allows you to kind of uh be a little bit more subtle and a bit more reserved with the the flange because flange uh can be a bit overpowering sometimes yeah yeah very very much uh it's, it's an effect that i don't tend to use because it's yeah it's just it, i always find it a bit too much yeah um so so yeah i mean Thorpey throwing his hat into the the uh, the flange. The flange ring. Yeah, the flange ring. Oh, fuck me. Like, there's it's a minefield <laughs> of innuendo. This is uh, uh, absolutely. At least it's only his hat he's throwing in. <laughs> fuck me. Like, oh, bless him. He's a respectable man, and we. we, we <laughs> And we're yeah. making flange jokes. <laughs> we are making flange jokes, which is partly what you expect from this podcast. Um, 
so we'll move on and we'll do one more um one more bit of news which is a bit of news left over from last week's live cast that I really 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 wanted to mention um it wasn't the joyo thing cuz we mentioned that um Harley Benton um they they they're doing some things aren't they Harley Benton um so last year about they they released a guitar which was quote unquote inspired by the um the Charvel signature Guthrie Govan in the fact that it was like stainless steel frets, roasted maple fretboards, all all the accoutrements that made it look very much um very much like a, a Charvel Guthrie Sig. Um, yeah. Which was also a guitar that looked suspiciously like the sewer Guthrie Govan Sig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly that. But they definitely weren't copies. None of them are copies of the other guitars. They were all individual. Yeah, uh, yes. Inspired by, I think we can say. Uh, like heavily inspired by. Um, so, they've released a new, um, a, a new branch from that, that Fusion series. Um, and, and that is the, the Fusion T. And... It's it's not not one of those fancy uh fancy not like lemon and honey is it? Yeah, not one of those fancy <laughs> brews that you can get like <laughs> that are supposed to uh, like infuse you with like antibodies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, now with goji berry and yeah, it's not yeah. one of those. Um it's the fusion tea which it takes no prizes to realize they've done it in telecaster format. So yeah, what you just did was alienate all of our American listeners, by the way, or all of our non-UK listeners. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, so so fusion teas, just for for those who are not in the know, and this is uh, this is for uh, Doug as well, because oh, Doug, bless him. On thanks uh, for that, Doug. Thanks. Yeah, he made you made you well sexy, didn't you? Um, it. But uh, part way through the week, um, Andrew Bimson had, had posted in the group uh, because he's, he's a couple of episodes behind, and he posted Lisa Bellend, um, and Bellend is a very British term. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, he, he typed into, like Doug typed into the group. Like, I, I, I had to Google what you were talking about because I, I don't got a clue. What, what are you talking about bells for? Um, yeah. So Doug, Doug now understands a little bit of British, uh, <laughs> British slang, um, which is fantastic. I, I like the fact that we're, we're educating America. Uh, one, <laughs> one person at a time. Um, so yeah, fusion teas are like a little, a, a little bit of a, a, a trend over in the UK, where you have like fancy fruit and uh, just yeah, like fruit, fruity flavour teas. There's like chamomile and and lemon and and ginger and honey flavoured teas and st- 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 stupid stuff, which isn't just your standard black tea in a in a circle bag. Or a pyramid bag if you particularly fancy your shop at Waitrose <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, not your standard black tea. You like yeah, none of this Aldi or little stuff. Churn through like 
multiples in a week. Um, no, it's these fancy fusion teas. Back onto the actual guitar, which have have absolutely nothing to do with fusion teas. Um, so, other than uh, being called a fusion tea, yeah, fusion tea, yeah. Um, so similar kind of thought, uh, similar kind of stuff. Roasting maple necks, a parlay body with uh, a flame veneer. Uh, I, I don't know what parlay is close to. I think it's mahogany. Um, I think um, Maybury told me that actually. Uh, so possibly kind of uh, mahogany flavors. Roswell LAF, Alnico uh, five pickups. Um, 22 stainless jumbo frets, so it's going to be quite modern, uh, modern feeling. Graftec Tusk Nut, uh, Wilkinson, uh, two point trem. I'm not even going to bother trying to read out the uh, <laughs> it's 50, 52k, like 512k, uh, or, or 50iik, um, two point trem system, which is their kind of their take on the the kind of trends I think actually the um the Guthrie Six might have a Wilkinson trim. No idea. They Possibly. might do. Possibly, because they're they're finding their way onto onto a fair few these days. Uh locking tuners, Wilkinson staggered as well, so no need for a string tree because the posts stagger as they uh as the strings get smaller. Uh, there are three finish, three three finishes: ocean turquoise, black, and uh, ebony. Uh, sorry, uh, ocean turquoise and black with an ebony board. Sorry, uh, so that's two finishes. Um, yeah, how much do you reckon they're selling those for? See, if I remember the the last one that we covered last year, I think they were like they were cheap for this type of guitar but like high for what you'd think a Harley Benton was yeah. so I'm going to guess 550 uh, not bad not bad not bad at all uh, 398 euros okay so cheaper than I expected yeah yeah um, but if you if you consider that like the, the sum of the parts like we've got Graph Technic Wilkinson not just Wilkinson uh, trims, but like the, the two point the two point trim, the the staggered tuners, uh, roasted maple with stainless frets, all of that bumps up the price as is. I mean, the the Roswell pickups are, are stating that they're Alnico five pickups and will probably sound all right. Um, they're they're possibly the thing that I would change out. Um, but yeah, like it it would appear that Toman are like laser. Laser targeting my uh, my wallet now. <laughs> so, yeah, they were yeah. like, we couldn't get him on the uh, on the the standard fusions. Let's make it Telecaster flavored. And go 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 go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I I imagine they'll be very good guitars. From everything I hear about the Harley Bentons, they're better than what you'd expect for guitars in that price point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've played, um, like the the one one and two hundred pounds ones, and they're kind of along the same lines as Epiphones. 
and they're they're usually like three four hundred quid. So yeah, I'd I'd imagine this with with all of those accoutrements, they're they're not going to be letting them leave the uh, leave the factory or leave the uh, leave the warehouse without being checked and made sure that they're absolutely bang on. Um, yeah, it's it's a very tempting instrument. And just an, another uh, another reason why Timon are just like knocking it out of the park. Yep. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Like some of the stuff that they're doing at the moment is absolutely mental. I know we've talked about it in the past, but the the 212 with the vintage 30s for less than the cost of two vintage 30. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is is mental, and they've they've got a few other things. Some of the like the fact that you can try whatever style of guitar you want for less than four hundred quid. If you want one of these like high spec, similar to a a, a Sur spec or an a, a Ibanez AZ, or you know that comes in at what was it four just under four hundred quid. And then like if you yeah. go down to two hundred quid, you can try any flavor of Telecaster from Fender. They've got what they've got something copying it, whether it's Cabernetas or whether it's like a thin line or whether it's like a, a deluxe or whatever you want. And the same with the strats and same with like whatever you want to try, they've got a, a copy and they've they, they do it good enough that it would tell you whether you'd want to go and spend that extra money or yeah, whether yeah. you actually don't like that type of guitar. Like if you're 50 50 on a guitar and you've got a little bit of spare cash at the moment. They don't lose that much value by you buying them, so you might lose fifty quid, seventy quid. But in the grand scheme of things, if you lose fifty quid, but find out actually, yes, I want to spend eight hundred, nine hundred quid, a thousand pounds on this guitar, or actually, no, I don't. I don't want to spend that eight hundred quid and then actually have to sell it again and probably lose three hundred quid or four hundred quid. Yes, it's so, almost like a rental fee, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. And yeah, to try the body shape and and feel if that that body shape uh feels right when you're playing it or those specific pickups if you say for example you 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 uh new to the jazz master shape and you you're not entirely sure whether whether the jazz master sound is for you um yeah it's yeah it's it's ideal um yeah it's it's the they very much hit that point in the market, don't they? And I think, yeah. I think, looking at the time, that is probably where we end it for today. And that's a that was a that was a cast. That was I enjoyed that. It was. It was a good cast. Um. So our usual usual stuff. If you want to find us online, we have got a podcast group, which is the Fret All Podcast Group. Um. We are also available in the pedal boards of Doom YouTube. Uh, the Pedal Boards of Doom uh, group. Um, I do stuff for uh, Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube, um, which this week, uh, last week, will will be some Ligs, uh, Ligs content, uh, possibly with some more coming out soon as well. Um, budget Pedal Chap at Everything With Me, so Instagram, Facebook, YouTube also, which every week you get a new no talk all tone I had to wrap my head around how to say that then which is mental Nuntat Nuntat yes which is yeah it's definitely an abbreviation uh, Matt you are here underscore Matt Q at everything pretty much Twitch yep, Twitter pretty much Instagram yep 
Yeah, all that. Yeah, they're the important ones. All that fun stuff. We can catch you on the Bad Bookers as well. Uh, can. Which is... Can and... Back with full force. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. It is. We had, we've had a few live... I think we're live streaming most of our podcasts now, which is great fun. Yeah. And Saturday, just gone for us, which will be the Saturday before, um, I actually did a live watch along on Twitch of one of the wrestling shows with all the other guys from the podcast. And we just like gave our live reactions as the wrestling was happening. It was great fun. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Like I'm just having great fun on there at the moment, and I'm also we're doing we like we predict for the pay per views who we think is going to win all the matches, and we're like three quarters of the way through the wrestling year, or we're over halfway through the wrestling year at this point, and I am top, and I'm in to win like two hundred quid at the end of the year at the moment, which is awesome, and I just need it to continue. <laughs> nice. Um, I also before we do wrap up, I want to do. Uh, I want to shout out for a couple of podcasts as well, um, which I was going to do a little bit earlier, but um, we'll, we'll save it for now. So uh, first of all, I want to shout out for the, the Tone Jerks because both me and uh, yourself, Matt, we listen to the, the Tone Jerks and it's hilarious and brilliant. And it is like the American counterpart to the Fret Talk podcast. So if you are not a listener of the, Fret, uh, of the Tone, Jerks, Tone Jerks, go and do that. Um, I also- we really need to get that bloody episode sorted don't we that we do that we do um before christmas i am I'm, I'm i'm saying it i'm putting it out there now before christmas which christmas 2019 2020 2025 it's gonna definitely before before one of those christmases um <laughs> no i'll try and get it done i'll try and get it organized before uh before this christmas which is 2019 um I'm also going to throw a shout out to a podcast which is now on its third episode, um, which is hosted by uh, Mr. Max Gibbons, who who is not really called Max or Gibbons, um, and Marcus Deluxe, which is called the Why Mag Podcast. Um, it is. Uh, I was I was describing it to Matt before uh, before we started this this cast. As as being a bit like the fret talk, but with the rambliness turned up to eleven, um, which is it's absolutely hilarious. And those guys are they're new, so I mean that's well worth doing a doing a, a listen just to kind of support those guys because they're they're new. But also actually, just because they haven't been doing it very long, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's bad stuff. It's it's really actually quite quite entertaining. So. Go give those guys a listen. Um, say, like, with us, do some reviews on iTunes or whatever. All of that jazz. Join the things and do the stuff. We we like that. Um, but I just thought I'd give some love to other podcasts for this week. Join the things and do the stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't need to say the words. You know, you know what's expected. Like, share the podcast um, to other people. We will grow. Awesome things will happen. Um, and yeah, share the things, do the stuff. Good pod. Uh, so for the, for myself, Mr. Budgie Pedal Chap, before I start rumbling or coughing anymore, um, it will be... Oh, I haven't done... I haven't done the, the all-important. Say goodbye, Matt. Bye, Matt.
<laughs> right, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-ra, bit, you lovely, lovely people. Ta-ra, bye. non-committal you've ever said boy on this podcast <laughs> sorry um, i just had an email about tracking a parcel that is going to be enjoyable when it arrives mm. tell me more uh it, it's gonna be like five foot tall maybe maybe a little bit smaller um like one and a half foot two foot wide you know maybe like six inches deep um, <laughs> and it, and, it, and it, it may or may not have a instrument inside it. I think I know which instrument this is. <laughs> and uh, really oddly enough, that instrument is mentioned on the YMAG podcast. Oh, is it? It I've, is. I've just downloaded all through all three episodes onto my phone as yeah. you were doing that outro. Um, I think episode number one it mentions it. Although they get your name wrong, they they say it's um, Matt Matt Knight, not Matt Coyne. Um Excellent. I'll give so, them some abuse on whatever social media they've got for that. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Uh, uh, I, I've already I've already ragged on him in person. Uh, like <laughs> DM'd him and went you are aware that's uh, like my co-host Matt he's like oh oh shit <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. they are as as concerned with uh, with facts and truth as we are so it's all good it is all gravy baby not baby gravy <laughs>